In the name of the one, holy, and living God. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. So last summer, Reverend Nate and I were invited by an artist in this parish, some of you know, Leanne Goya, to help her create a TikTok channel called Ask the Rev. Now, Ask the Rev is a channel where these Sesame Street-esque puppets that she's made ask us questions about God and faith. And if you're not in the TikTok world, it's a video sharing app on phones with these very short, often funny videos, and sometimes now serious ones and grown-up ones. So every now and then, these adorable puppets come by to talk with us or with other revs, asking things like, what does God look like? Was Jesus' last name Christ? (laughs) And is there this big, long list of things I have to do before God will love me? And there's a red one, Te Amo, the big, big sparkly red heart and a rainbow uh, wristband, red and fuzzy, with a really sweet voice asking things like, how do I love my enemies when they hate me? And there's a blue one, Curio, with a really gruff voice and little rainbow horns asking, do Bibles expire? Has anybody here seen some of these? Yay! <laughs> Shameless plug if you haven't. They're also on Instagram. She has a Ask the Rev on Instagram. But in this itty-bitty world of social media, we've been doing this since, I guess, last summer, and uh, we did this tiny little following. But then we started capturing the attention of people who are not fans of progressive Christianity. First time I think that we got uh, some pushback was when we recorded one behind the altar in the chapel with me in full vestments and someone commenting, why are you in father's outfit? (laughs) You can't do that. So the next question I was asked by the puppets was, can girls be priests? (laughs) Heck yeah. But then it started to grow and we get some, you know, your heretics comments, read the Bible comments. But things didn't really get heated to about a month or so ago when Reverend Nate answered the question, do I have to believe in God to go to heaven? Because I'm not sure if God is real. Little fuzzy red te amo. And Reverend Nate acknowledging lots of different opinions but inviting Tayamo to consider how big God's love is, to consider God's grace, how expansive and inclusive God is. Well, that alone was magnet for haters. And it was really hard to watch the venom erupt in the comments. There was another one more recently, about a week or two ago, on whether God automatically condemns non-Christians and non-believers to hell. And our response, no surprise, was a pretty resounding no. But that engendered so much hate in the comments, hate that we've chosen not to reply to, getting the advice from uh, other folks who've had feeds that are progressive, uh, 
There was so much hate in the comments that TikTok took our little itty-bitty video down. The verse slung at us the most was one that we just heard, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but may have ever eternal life. I tell you, this pushes deep buttons in me when scripture is weaponized to condemn people, when scripture is taken out of context, or even worse, in this case, illogically twisted, that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. That doesn't therefore mean everyone who does not believe in him will perish and will not have eternal life or as the commenters were very generous in letting us know, we'll all go to hell. In logic, this is called the fallacy of the inverse, or the inverse error. That if P is true, and then Q is true, that doesn't mean if P is not true, Q is not true. Let me make it easier. It's like, if you're a priest, you have a job. If you're not a priest, you don't have a job. <laughs> We've got a whole room full of people who can testify to that. <laughs> Minus one. <laughs> so John 3.16 is not declaring that everyone who does not believe in Jesus is going to perish and is not going to have eternal life. What Jesus is talking about here is about a flow, a direction. If you believe, there won't be death. There will be eternal life. It's about believing leading into eternal life, into abundant life. And that's a heck of a promise and not a condemnation. God so loved the world that he gave his only son or that God gave his only son, God gave God's only son, for everyone to turn their heart to, for everyone to be in relationship with God, for everyone to have eternal life. And it's our choice to believe, it's our choice to enter into that relationship. And it's interesting, when God, John 3.16 is flung at us, they seem to forget there's the verse John 3.17 right after it, which says, indeed, God did not send the Son, into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved by him. God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is a verse that says, hey, if you were tempted to twist around that stuff before, don't. Jesus is not here to condemn you. This is about Jesus being here, God being here to save us. This is about us being saved through Christ. This is about our walk in faith, our walk into belief, into eternal life. And it's an invitation not just for us individually, it's for the whole world. God so loved the world, loved all of us, not just you and you and you, if only you believe. God love the world. Snarkier moments, I have been tempted to fling John 3.17 when someone yells John 3.16 at me. 
But even that pulls our focuses on a few verses and not the whole. Now this whole conversation, these verses come at the end of a, near the end of a conversation uh, that Nicodemus is having with Jesus. And Nicodemus is a teacher, a Pharisee, who comes to Jesus very curious. We know you're from God. We've seen these signs. And in ancient Judaism, when someone was thinking about following a different rabbi and they were established in a certain school, they actually would visit that, that rabbi at night. So this would be a normal thing for Nicodemus to come with his questions. And Jesus befuddles him. Jesus says, well, to see the kingdom, to know the kingdom, you need to be born again, born anew, born from above. I can do a whole other sermon on how that has been twisted, but we're going to stick here. Jesus says we are to be born of water and the spirit, being born from above. And talking about the spirit says the wind blows where it chooses and you hear the sound of it but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who's born of the Spirit. It's a spiritual birth, not a moment. It's a flow, it's a movement through God's grace, through the Spirit, not in our control, but God's grace. We enter into this invitation into eternal life in relationship with Jesus. And in John's Gospel, Jesus, when he talks about eternal life, it's about a life abundant, a life in the now, a life connected to God. It's not something that's only for later. It's not something like, well, after all this worldly stuff, then it'll be forever. It's like, no, this is God's presence now, filling us now, feeding us now, giving us life now. So here in Lent, let's enter into this life. Let's turn our hearts towards God. Let's turn our hearts toward and participate in this great invitation to not perish, to not be alienated from God, but to have eternal life, abundant life, for us and for the whole world. For indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to contend the world, but in order that the world, that all of us, everybody, might be saved by him.